0: Jacksonville Jaguars Podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3.
1: All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, uh, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. We are joined this evening by our annual uh, celebrity guest, uh, that is uh, Mike DiRocco, uh who covers the Jags for ESPN, who is always with us uh, around training camp time, pretty much, I think usually towards the end. I think every single time, pretty much towards the end around the first preseason game. So it's kind of weird how almost this has been like a spot on calendar wise. So we appreciate it, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I love doing it. First thing, we could start out with, and, and you kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Is the trade? Tell us what you think about the trade. Yeah, Joe Schobert going to the
2: Pittsburgh Steelers. Still trying to determine what uh, what the compensation is going to be, but you know, I'm expecting it to be sort of a mid round pick there, or maybe some sort of a uh, you know, dependent on how much he plays, or or kind of what is that? Uh, depending, however, it works out. But I'm expecting to be a mid round pick. I don't think they're going to get very much for him. But um, you know, I'm, I'm not. Stunned that they did it because they had been working Damian Wilson uh, at first team, Mike linebacker, along with Showbert. They had kind of been rotating him out, and, and Wilson's a little bit better run. Well, I shouldn't say a little bit. Wilson's a big thumper. He's a better run defender. Showbert's a little bit better in coverage, so um, I guess they're going with the, the better run guy there alongside Miles Jack and the fact that he's significantly cheaper. I don't think that that factored into it. Uh, because they have so much salary cap space. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, it's interesting move because I was expecting, you know, Schobert to actually be a really big contributor in this defense. He's played in the 3-4 before, so this is not something that he's not dealt with before, but uh, they're just going to go with uh, Wilson instead. Okay.
3: I mean, that matches a lot of what they're doing too, as far as speed. You know, Urban, you know, always said that he wanted to get speed, one of these guys to play fast. So um, you know, just seeing Schobert in the last couple of years, he's not the fastest guy. I mean, he's faster than me for sure, but um, I mean, he's not the fastest guy, uh, you know, when it comes from a middle linebacker perspective. Um, you know, but yeah, I I mean the move definitely does, you know, kind of fit. And um, you know you're the the expert. You've seen all the snaps. So if he's fast, he's fast, right?
2: Yeah, uh, and I really like Wilson because he's a he's a he's a guy that's played on on a team that won a Super Bowl. Uh, he's a big hitter, and that's the you know the one thing this defense had to be was better against the run. I think we all know that, and and they did some work on the defensive line, absolutely, and I think they're better there but they really need that downhill, come-smack-you-in-the-face linebacker. And, and as good as Miles Jack is, that's really not kind of what he does. He's better out in space and running around and making plays and freelancing. Um, so this, this is a good fit for them. Wilson's a good fit for them. And, you know, it was interesting because I, I wasn't expecting him to play as much as he had with the first team. And, and as the camp got on, it just continued. And I was just a little surprised at first, but uh, now it makes sense.
3: Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we've noticed that more traditionally in camp is the stop tech or stop uh, recording the signs that are up reminding people. So we haven't really seen too much. And then also with this camp, um, there hasn't been a lot of contact. So, you know, you you talk about him being a, you know, a a big hitter and things like that, you know, kind of give us you know, how much contact has there been allowed at camp? Um, you know, they definitely want to try to keep guys healthy. You want to, you know, keep people off those soft tissue injuries and things like that. There's more focused on individual stretching periods and things like that within camp. So how has this camp kind of, uh, deferred from the last six that we've, or last five that we've had you on?
2: Yeah, it's certainly not like that 2017 camp when it would think it was what, 13 straight days and full pads by any means. Um, it, it's not been exceptionally physical, but the, you know they have had the full contact periods. There's just been no tackling to the ground as usual. Um, but you're right; it, it's not been as physical as maybe we've seen before. But look, last year, uh, you know they didn't have a preseason, so I think it was a little bit more of a. They were a little more physical and spent more time working on some tackling fundamentals. Uh, than they normally would. So they've got the preseason games this year, so they don't really necessarily have to do it that way. But, you know, Wilson, you know, in the, in the spring during OTAs, there were a couple of times where he knocked guys down, um, which you don't really want to see. Um, right. But, I mean, that's just kind of who he is, and it wasn't malicious. It's just that's what he was. Uh, you know, that's who he is. That's what he does. And then there was a play, gosh, a couple of weeks ago. I want to say it might have been the first or second day in full pads where he came over and laid a laid a hit on ETN that kind of sent ETN sprawling uh, out off uh, onto the sideline there. So that was a, a little bit uh, maybe more contact than they wanted, but uh, you know that's his game and that's who he is. So I, I you know, but overall I would call it a physical camp, a very physical camp. But I mean they've done their one on ones and and they've done the eleven on eleven work. So I mean they're getting enough contact, but it's not. Uh, Like I said, it's not like that 2017 camp where Doug Marone had him at full pads pretty much every day. It's
4: amazing how, you know, that pickup has what it's turned into. And then the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh with Vince Williams retiring, you know, it's like, okay, so who instigated the trade? Was it Jacks or was it, uh, you know, Pittsburgh? But you would think Pittsburgh because they have the hole, but then, you know, Herbs is looking for any little edge that he can get uh, at any position to okay. add, whether if it's more speed, more physicality, but he's also adding depth at a lot of positions, especially wide receiver. Which you know, he's a ten-year wide receiver coach, so it <laughs> makes sense. But I just think that it's it is what it is. I mean, that that guy uh, is is. Uh, that guy, you know, he, so far he's been amazing in practice, so it, it makes sense, and you just kind of move on from it, and, uh you know, wish Schobert nothing but the best. I thought he would be around for a lot longer than he was, but it is what it is, you know?
2: Yeah, and and he's, I mean, let's be honest. He played pretty well last year, and they won one game, and that was the worst defense in franchise history, yeah. points and yards wise, so, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, he, it's he's not a real complete fit in the 3-4, but you know, I like you. I thought he would be around. He's serviceable, and, and I thought he would be here for at least another year. But, you know, they're they're tinkering with this roster uh, a lot more than I kind of anticipated. I wouldn't be surprised if there's two or three more moves along this way. Not necessarily C.J. Henderson, because I'm not buying into the other teams are interested in trading for C.J. Henderson. But it wouldn't surprise me if there's another couple of trades uh, between now and, and the start of the season.
1: We haven't recorded since the uh, scrimmage on Sunday and uh, a couple of quick things. You know, JK3 had mentioned the no photo video. Uh, Yeah, I know. Well, that was going to be one of my (laughs) questions is just kind (laughs) of what your takeaway was from that. But it was a different fan experience because of, as you mentioned, the no photo video stuff um you know it just had, it had a different vibe not just from that perspective that was kind of a, a funny thing because nobody really paid attention to that yeah <laughs> i've got like three videos 10 pictures uh don't tell um but uh hey, those, those are media
3: fastest
1: yeah i know <laughs> the excitement though is, was definitely there i mean people were uh, super hyped i mean i thought the crowd was really good for a scrimmage personally especially at that time of the day uh, and the team really did a good job just in general, I think, in ter- or the organization in terms of having uh, the concessions and the merchandise and all that. I showed up in you know, sweat shorts that were light colored that were drenched in sweat within five minutes and dropped like $60 on dry fit Jaguar shorts. So they really had their, uh, <laughs> their game on as far as uh, <laughs> revenue uh, focus on revenue. But um, from your perspective, what, you know, what takeaways I guess do you have from scrimmage uh, you know, as JK three alluded to, you know, it wasn't exactly a hard hitting affair, but was there anything from that that you think maybe ended up becoming a decision maker with relation to the roster?
2: Um. Uh, well, the Saturday uh, is sort of was a harder scrimmage. That Sunday was like soft scrimmage, um, but you know what? Like guys like Laquan Treadwell, you know, when he came in, I wasn't really sure where he kind of fit, uh, and he's been really impressive throughout camp and in those scrimmages. I thought he did a good job. Tavon Austin um, was a guy that came in just before the scrimmage, and he ended up making some plays. Uh, <clears throat> but I thought Caleb on Chason's a guy that. They really kind of showed up in Saturday and Sunday, which is encouraging because you know of all the of all the guys on that defense, he's the one with I think under the most pressure because you you got nothing out of him last year. Now he's moving back to his natural position; he should be able to thrive here. But he was a guy that that uh, you know kind of opened my eyes a little bit because we had watched those one on ones with him and Walker Little, and he's getting thrown to the ground, and then he's getting thrown to the ground by Cam Robinson. And it was just, like, so shocking in a way to see him just get manhandled like that. And he really responded in that scrimmage. But, uh, you know, in those scrimmages when it's not full tackling and all that other stuff, I I mean, the skill guys are going to show out for sure. I mean, that's just what it's meant to do. Um, But I thought Sidney Jones has had a really, really good camp. He's been working with the ones uh, in C.J. Henderson's absence, and and that was – Uh, you know, I thought he played really well on Saturday as well. I mean, it's hard on Sunday, especially in the last 30 minutes of that scrimmage on Sunday, the guys weren't even trying. I mean, no one was rushing. No one was really covering. So, um, Smoot, I think has had a good camp and he kind of flashed a little bit in the scrimmage as well. So that's a guy that, uh, you know, they needed to, they need him to step up because he's really the most experienced pass rusher they have after Josh Allen, um, and obviously I mean we all saw the throw on Sunday from Trevor um but it was uh the the, the deep throw to Treadwell but really to me the, the throw of the whole scrimmage on, on either day um was the touchdown throw to James O'Shaughnessy where he had rust on his hip and uh he just put the ball low in a way where only O'Shaughnessy could get it um on an absolute tight rope that's just a throw that meant you I don't think Minshew can make it, and I'm not sure Minshew would have attempted it either, to be honest with you. But, you know, <clears throat> in the last week, I saw Jamal Agnew has really kind of come on, too, as a receiver. So that's encouraging to see. But uh, the guys that I liked throughout practice, too, that, that I thought, you know, showed up at times in scrimmage. But it's hard for those offensive and defensive linemen. Uh, but Roy Robertson-Harris has had a good camp. Jihad Ward has had a good camp. It's going to be fun to kind of see how Joe Cullen moves those guys around because they have some flexibility to play multiple spots. So, uh, you know, we'll see those guys line up in different spots. I think that defensive line is going to be pretty solid. Um, I don't think there's any superstars on it, but they're going to be better than they were last year. And I guess one other guy that um, has really kind of stood out to me is Rayshawn Jenkins. Um, You know, I I think he's really a good blitzer. Uh, You know, this defense is going to blitz a lot, And there have been times in camp where, you know, he's been up in the quarterback's face. He had a pass breakup the other day on a blitz. I mean, he's really, really surprised me with how good of a blitzer he is. So he's going to be a fun piece for them to kind of move around as well.
4: You You know, Mike, traditionally, I've always said that when you have a new coaching staff and you bring in as many new pieces as the Jags have, defense usually catches on first before offense. That just, you know, because your job besides to stay a little bit, you know, disciplined, is to wreak as much havoc as possible. (laughs) Whereas, you know, offensively it's all about timing. So I'm hoping that's the case because, um, I would, you know, although most fans might not like it, if there's a game that's 13, 10, as long as we're on the 13 side of it, I could care less if our defense, you know, wreaked a little bit of havoc, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, after watching the last year, though, I mean, I'll take some 35 31s. 30 Man, I just, I oh. gotta, see, I want to see some points. Please, God, let me see some. The points, the
4: points are coming. They're coming, but they they, they, they just, they, they,
2: they, they got to give, they
4: got to <laughs> give our, our, our guy some time. You know, he's, he's coming around. But, you, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, there's a little bit of Walker Little, Cam Robinson. Personally, I'm not buying into it because one, Cam's going to be in a contract year. So, you know, he's going to be constant professional, and he always kind of has been since he's been here. So, you know, that's going to be up for the coaches to decide. But between him and and Little, man, like, what what are you thinking? What's the kind of vibe you felt from being at the practices and and talking to some of the coaches?
2: I talked to somebody who played in the league for for a long time, and uh, the thing – I mean, they couldn't stop raving about Walker Little. And the thing that they loved about Walker Little was – and I had noticed this. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about offensive. Line. Like, I can't look at an offensive and defensive lineman and tell you what they're doing technique wise and where their technique is bad. And you know, is are their hand placement bad? I, I ask people about that because I don't know. So I freely admit that. But this guy knows, and he said, if you watch Walker Little, his feet are always in the right spot. He's never like leaning. He's never off balance. You know, a lot of times these guys, you know, Cam Robinson's thing is his feet are not always in the spot where they're supposed to be. So he's lunging and leaning. And that's how you get off balance. Walker Little is never off balance. And he said he never ducks his head. No matter if he's blocking in the run game, his head is up. He's seeing what's going on. If he's pass blocking, his head is up. He said when Baselli was playing, that's the way Baselli was. His head was always up. And he was never ducking. He was always seeing where, where he was going, which seems so simple, but it's, it's apparently not. And that's not to say that this kid's going to be the next Baselli, But, look, it, I, I think it's pretty clear uh, to me, I mean, just talking to people around the franchise, that the plan is Cam's gone after this year and Walker Little's your starting left tackle. Wow. Now They've started to give him some reps at right tackle, which, if I were Jawan Taylor, I would start to be a little worried about that, to be honest with you. Uh, because, you know, ESPN tracks pass rush wins mm-hmm. uh, and pass block rates. And based on our metrics, he gave up, uh, what was it, 18 sacks last year, uh, Jawan Taylor did. That's like one a game, 1.1 a game. I mean, that's terrible. That can't happen. And it's so um, crazy because
3: you usually on the offensive side, you, you look at the left tackle you know right. that's where the quarterback's blind side is coming from so no one really as long as he's not getting hit from that left side you know the right side's kind of like oh, okay you're going to win you're going to lose but if yeah that that's crazy i didn't even think about that 18 sacks yeah, oh my that, god that's
2: bad i mean it's awful so but the interesting thing is they're tr- they're cross training little at, at both spots so i think they view him as the swing tackle um at this point right now if if he were to to win a starting job i'm not so sure what they do after that then, because Jawan's a right tackle. He can't play left, and Cam Robinson has never played right. So, you know, does that mean – is that – is Will Richardson going to be the guy that that then becomes a swing tackle? Like, if, if you bench Cam, he can only play left, so then you have to figure out what you're going to do. I guess on game days in terms of active players, because what if there's another injury, but you know, maybe then they've moved Walker little to right. And Cam goes back in at left, but you know, he, he's a guy, he'll be the starting left tackle for this team definitely in 2022 and, you know, beyond.
4: And that's, that's a good thing. You mentioned his base and, and his hand placement. And, you know, we try not to get too technical, but if you have those natural habits already, if they're just natural for offensive linemen, that's, that's like half the battle right there. Right. So, and, and another thing too, the defense,
3: they're always, they're always looking for a, 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 a tell, you know, like mm-hmm. if you, any poker players or anyone out there, like a tell, you know, just seeing if he has his head down or look at the whites of his knuckles, if he, he's going to stay, you know, going to go run or, you know, the, the way that the technology is right now, it's so hard to hide any tendencies or any flaws that you have. And if he's coming in and doing the basics and he has the same alignment, and the same stance, and you have no idea if you should shoot off the ball and then run past this guy. And then it's a run play or, you know, kind of lay off your rush a little bit. And then it's a pass play. He's got you right where he wants you almost in every situation. It's, yeah, it's
2: insane. And the thing that I really like about him, too, is um, he's, he's doing these one-on-ones with Caleb on chase on and chase on got a little frustrated and kind of, you know, wouldn't let go after the whistle or after the end of the play. And, you know, Walker Little was like, OK, well, I'm not going to let go either. And they kind of got a little chippy and all that stuff. Look, that that's what I want out of my guy on the Absolutely. offensive line. I, yeah. I want that. I want. I want my offensive lineman to be just as likely to stick his finger in your face mask and poke your eye than he is to help you up after a play. And and Walker Little has that attitude. Look, there are numerous draft experts that had said, had he played the year before, come out, he would have been a first-round pick. You know what I mean? He was that good. He was regarded as a first-round pick. So for the Jags to get him where they got him, that's a steal, an absolute steal.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Awesome, awesome. Well, um, one of the things that you know that kind of came out of, of camp that a lot of fans <coughs> have been kind of following in. We, we noticed of was, was DJ Chark. He was having an amazing camp. Um, you saw some of the things that he was doing with Urban, um, you know, some of the things that the Jags media had posted and things that I had seen you know, while going to a, a couple of the camps. Uh, and then he gets his finger surgery. You know, so what do you know about that finger surgery, minor, major? You know, how's it going to impact him uh, you know, in this 2021 season?
2: Well, I saw him today. He had a brace on the other day, and then today he didn't. He just had his middle finger wrapped. Um, so based on where the rap was, it looks like it's, pr- it, the break might've been, you know, between the fingertip and that second knuckle. Mm. Uh, and they put, you know, they put a little plate in there. So, I mean, it's, it shouldn't be an issue. He should be ready to go. And to be honest with you, um, it might end up being some, I mean, it, it, it could be something, you know, if, if this were a playoff game going this week, it looks like something he could probably play with. It wouldn't be pleasant, but he could play with it. But, you know, get that thing plated, get it fixed, let's go, let him heal until the first game. You know, know, he doesn't need to play in the preseason. So, I mean, he'll be fine.
3: Um, And so I I know like maybe two or three years ago, I think we were talking about the wideouts and some of the teams. And you said that these guys actually look like football players. Um, The receiver room now, you know, I think the shortest guy is uh, Marvin Jones, I think, would be probably the shortest at what, five? Philip Dorset at 5'10. 5'10. Okay. So Dorset yeah. at 5'10. Still yeah. taller than your average guy. So, yes. I mean, how do these guys look uh, compared to you know receiving rooms in the
2: past? Yeah, it's it's much deeper than they've they've it's been in since I've been here. And you know, since I started carving this team in 2013. I mean, Marvin Jones, a 10 year guy, Dorset's a seven year guy. These are veteran guys. I mean Laquan Treadwell is a former first-round pick. Uh, Tavon Austin is a former first-round pick. I mean, these guys. Have, there's an, a good mix of experienced guys, and it's a good mix of young guys. And th- like you said, they are a big group. I mean, what, I mean, Chark is what six four. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just looking down right here. Colin Johnson six six. Even Tavon Austin is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed Tavon Austin. He's five eight. Uh, but you know, it, this is the. I think it's the most complete position group that they have on the roster. And I I loved, absolutely loved the Marvin Jones signing. I I thought that was one of those signings that not enough people nationally paid attention to it in the spring, but when the season's over, people are going to go, what an underrated signing that was. Because he's such a pro and man, he catches, Now he had a drop, a couple of drops, but man, he, He can go up and get a ball. He's still got the speed to get deep, and he's 30 years old. He's been so productive. That's the best thing in the world for a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, to give him a veteran receiver like that. I I just think that that position group, that's why I think they can score a ton of points because of that group right there. And I didn't mention Lavisca, who's had a fantastic camp too. Um, I just hope they use him right. Uh, He's not like a traditional – he's not a – he's not a traditional slot receiver. Okay. He's just not, it's just, he's just built too big to really do that. Now he can play some there. Uh, I I do hope that they continue to give him the ball in the backfield at times and they move him around uh, and do a lot of different things with him Because I think that's where he can really be at his best. But man, that, that group right there, that, that should, I mean, Trevor Lawrence should not have any trouble putting up, 4,000 yards with that group of receivers, there, no problem at all.
1: Now, wait a second. Now, you say Trevor Lawrence because you know, according to <laughs> Urban Meyer, <laughs> right? Yeah, I will tell right. you, I will tell you that uh, one of your fellow media uh, folks, Pete Prisco, who I love listening to, has been ruthless <laughs> in his uh, analysis of Urban Meyer's quote unquote quarterback competition. Uh, yeah. What's your take on that? I mean, why? You know, I, I guess we can understand it's like the whole you got to earn it type thing but i mean nobody's fooled right i mean it's we all know know what's really going to happen so what's the deal
2: i mean look i like you said i get it he wants to make trevor earn it but guys like the day you secured the number one pick after that bears game was the day trevor lawrence became the starting quarterback of this team in 2020 (laughs) i mean it's it's ridiculous now look minchie's had a good camp he really has. I mean, he's only thrown one pick in seven and seven and eleven on eleven. So he's had a really, really good camp. I give him credit. But there's throws he can't make, there's throws he won't make. And he and you know, he has his limitations, and Trevor is the real deal. So I'm expecting Trevor to be the starter on opening day. And my thing is look, I am personally I'm not a big fan of the rotating first team days where they're Trevor and Minchu rotate. Look. This is your guy. You took him first overall. He's the the generational quarterback prospect. He's supposed to be your starter for the next 10 to 15 years. Okay. He's a rookie. You keep saying, Urban Meyer, you keep saying, this is not a three year plan, four year plan. It's a win now. I want to win now. Well, that guy gives you the best chance to win. So he should take every rep with the first team at every single practice because you need to get him as. as much experience and up to speed as you possibly can and having him work with uh, the second team offensive line is just not getting it done. You got to get him reps with that first team offensive line. You got to get him reps with the number one receivers, the number one tight ends, whatever rotation you're working with the backs, give him as much simulated game stuff as you possibly can. And doing it with Trevor Wallace Sims, uh, and Casey McDermott in front of him is not, I, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I mean, those are nice guys, but it just, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't make sense. And those names don't even him, sound good
3: coming off your, no. coming out of your. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: look. If you roll him out on, in a preseason game, and he is taking snaps behind that second team offensive line, and somebody gets free, blows an assignment, what have you, and someone rolls up on this kid's knee. And then he tears an ACL and he's out for the year. You're in, you look like an idiot because you put him behind a line that you know was deficient. So just get him his reps with the first team, get him some game reps in these preseason games, and get him out of there. He's your starter. I mean, that's you don't need to to to, to soothe Gardner Minshew's feelings. I mean, this is not you're not trying to keep two five star quarterbacks happy so the other guy does to transfer. Trevor's your guy. Take the reps with the ones. Oh and wow! How many wow. how many snaps do you think he gets gets on Saturday night? Probably ten to fifteen. Mm-hmm. I w- I don't think it's going to be a ton, um, because I think, you know, I, I went on that rant, but but I'll say this: the one thing about Urban is for whatever else he is, and and whatever else people think he is, he's a really smart guy. Okay, so I really don't believe that he thinks that there's a competition. He's just playing the game that he has to play. But I also don't think that he won't be dumb enough to, to put Trevor on the field and jeopardize his, his health. So I think, you know, if you keep those first team guys out there, that first team offensive line especially, I think if they get 20 snaps, I think you'll see Trevor get 10. And then I think you'll see Minchu get 10 with those that first team line and then they get those guys out of there. So I, I would just enough to sell tickets. Friends. Just
3: enough for the season ticket reps to go ahead and get some more calls. You know, we can get we can get T Law to get right. a couple of long passes, you know, some intermediate routes, maybe get T Bo a pass here and there. You
2: know, just to sell those tickets. Right, right. Just get, you know, look, that's you got one preseason game. Look, nobody wants to show up there and watch Gardner Minshew throw 30 passes in that game. Nobody does. Mel, maybe a few people do. But let's be honest. Everybody wants to see Trevor. Did did any of you guys go to the scrimmage to watch 15 sling it? No, you didn't.
4: You know, and and the crazy part, and, and you know, he, he probably obviously doesn't listen to us, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it for, for, for Urban Meyer for, for coaches. He is got listening. A what are you
3: talking about? Yes, yes. he does. Okay. It oh, he's listening. He yeah, he's he, listening. He subscribes on listening. Apple Podcasts, he left a five-star <laughs> review. Of course, he listens <laughs> to this podcast.
4: You, you, you got a quarterback on your roster that took a vicious shot behind the offensive line about two years ago in a preseason game. We were just that?
2: thinking about that today. Just talking yeah, about that today. That?
4: Yep. So uh, we, we don't need Trevor behind that Ole offensive line. And you know what Ole is, right, where the Bulls <laughs> come
2: in and you got the red cape? Ole, yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need that. <laughs> um, can you imagine you know, the reaction in that stadium? If he gets hammered and his helmet pops off, on his back.
4: That, that, like, that, can you that, that, imagine that, that reaction? He, he better run quick to his house and lock the door.
1: <laughs> <E-boton>. <laughs> he get,
4: yeah, He better uh. get to the house as fast as he can. You know, not, and I was, I was going to move to defense, but I thought it's something I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and he said, you know, forget, you know, you know, it's for the mental part, the reason why coach is not putting, you know, a, a starter label on, on Trevor Lawrence. He said, you know, what they ought to do is to really prove a point if you could do it, clear everybody out, no media, no fans, no, nothing, no, no music. And just listen to the two throws between the two quarterbacks. (laughs) And he goes, one would be like a streaming whistle. And the other one would just be kind of like a bomb, you know, just kind of a a falling, you know, a falling duck. And I said, so, you know, so I'm assuming you're calling Minshew's arm a falling duck. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm like, <laughs> all right, what, you know, the, guys, Wardle, the guy's taking Wardle's some
3: – What world's passes sound like that?
4: <laughs> no comment.
2: That's my guy
4: now. I'm not going to say anything bad about my guy. I love me some Blake now. No, no, no comment. Um, but, no, no, it just reminded me of that conversation. But switching up here to the defense, Cisco, man, uh, a lot of question marks. Coming off the knee injury, not sure, you know, what's going to happen, how he's going to start. But, you know – been some you know positive, productive things. You know what? What have you seen from Cisco?
2: You know he runs and moves around out there like he never had the ACL injury. I mean, it, it's really, it's pretty amazing because it's it's not even a year yet, and he's moving around really, really well. Um, I think by, I think by mid-season it'll be him and Rayshon Jenkins as your starting safeties. Um, I, I I I really like what they did in the secondary especially with him and Tyson Campbell um I think those are two guys that are going to really maybe not this year but as they get more experience and as they get older those are going to be the two big time players in that secondary I mean Tyson Campbell is I forget how big he is when you watch him move he moves like a guy that's not as that that would be smaller than what he is i mean he's really really smooth and cisco's the same way so look jared wilson's a nice guy and he's a really smart heady player and i think you keep him around in in that secondary for for good depth because because of those things but man cisco can be a big time playmaker and, and and i'm just like i said i'm just stunned at how well he's moving that soon after the the acl i mean he doesn't even look like he got hurt and
4: that's good. that's good to hear. The thing I like, you know, and obviously we're talking about college stats versus the NFL guys, but is the turnovers. Yeah. Okay. The, the having a nose for the ball. Something we haven't had uh since the uh the famous five left. Uh if they the <laughs> Jackson five, famous five, whatever they want to call themselves, um, since they since their departure. But we we've got to get some more turnovers. You gotta have someone that's not afraid, you know, to to go after the ball. It, with Wilson, I almost feel like, yeah, you're right, you know, good, steady player. But sometimes I feel like he was worried about too much of the back end and afraid to go up and try to, to make a play. And at safety, you can't hesitate. It's no. one or the other. You, you got to either go for it or you got to stay back. And, yeah, you can stay back. That's fine. But if you're getting gashed for 20 yards of play, you know, you got to go up and you know close that off, you know, no matter what coverage you're in. So it, that's good to hear that he's doing that. It, it, his, it doesn't even look like he's been hurt. And, um, you know, the advancements in health technology nowadays, you know, ACL is kind of 20, 25 years ago. It was like, oh, oh gosh, he's, yeah. you know, two years, you know, duh, duh, duh. now Rare it's may like, be over, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think Adrian Peterson set the tone 10 years ago when he came back eight months later and right. ran for like almost 2,000 yards. Uh, <laughs> and now, ever since then, everybody's kind of like followed that pattern, but, no, that's good to hear about him, and I'm excited too about that about him. Uh, hopefully, coming in and cracking that starting lineup.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think it. Like I said, it'll be him. This draft class, I think, is going to be. Uh, I mean, you. I don't know how many of them will end up starting this year, but man that that could be the the the, the core group of guys that gets this defense really kind of on the upswing, and and hopefully gets them somewhere close to what they were in
3: 2017. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, so uh, one of the questions that we do that we just got to know uh, the selection process for the emojis while you're summing up training camp performances. I mean, one day, one day it's, it's, it's hamburgers, hot dogs. I'm like, yep. all right, so what does he like? Uh, you know, the stats are pretty close then. And then you completely threw <laughs> us off for a loop when you had the peaches yeah, and, you know, we're confused, and I don't think you're hip with the low, the lingo for the kids. This I, I, I knew what I was getting into on that. I did. Okay, you, know, but you, like, you put a bunch of pieces up there. I did. I
2: did. Uh, it's
1: confusing message.
2: I was like, you know what? Most of my cause I have two. I have two kids. They're twenty four, 24, 22. So I'm kind of I kind of okay. know some of that stuff, but Your I was head. like. Most of my people that follow me, I thought might be a little older and I was going for the whole Georgia peach thing. That's, you know, in hindsight, I would have done that differently. (laughs) Yeah. um, It just, it just depends on the day. Like the one I did today, it was sort of breakfast food. Um, And it's like my own personal rankings, like which breakfast, like the guy that had the best day, uh, you know, I think, I think I might've been Luton maybe. So, like, everybody loves pancakes, so I gave him pancakes. He was the pancakes guy. I mean, I was going to do, like, up and down every day, but then I was like, well, what am I going to do for, like, Luton and Bethard? you know, and Luton's getting, like, one throw. I mean, and, you know, I just didn't want to do the arrows or the fire and stuff like that, so I just decided to just – start throwing up, there's really no rhyme or reason to what it is,
3: to be well, honest with you. We know you don't like salads, because I know one day someone got a salad, <laughs> Yeah, and
2: I was yeah. like, oh boy, that was not I a good day. I probably should eat more salads, but yes, I, I use that as the bad, the, the bad one.
1: I was like, dang, JK3, what are you saying? <laughs> I,
2: just, I mean, some people just don't like salads. I, mean, I do I, love salads. I do actually <laughs> like salads, but like, I, if you're going to give me a choice between like pizza or I think a burger or whatever the other thing was, yeah, we're going to eat the pizza and the burger first.
3: I'll I'll be interested when you start using the pets. Like <laughs> then we'll be able to tell if you're a cat guy or a dog guy or 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 a gerbil or whatever they have.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm not even sure what 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 those what I would do there. I got to stay away from the goat, though. I wouldn't use the goat. Um, yeah, no, nah,
3: yeah. no, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> too many. The, the same reaction you'll get from the peaches will be yeah. the same thing if we use the goat. So don't use mm-hmm. the goat.
2: One of my kids was like, "Dad, why don't you use the eggplant?" I'm like, "I'm not that dumb." I'm uh, not that dumb oh, they tried yeah. to set you up. Nice try, but I'm not that dumb, fellas. That's they so tried funny. to set you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh
4: man, that's terrible. That, really, that's this terrible. is
1: this is this is why I gave you such a plug about your uh, Twitter handle at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> is for this sort of stuff. No, we uh, we appreciate it, Mike. Uh, you taking all this time chatting with us? Uh, great stuff as always. Um, again, if you're not already following Mike and uh, his uh, th- does that emoji system classify as analytics? Maybe like the way you yeah. classify that sort of stuff is that in the same realm? <laughs> to um, scale. One, day scale. I,
2: one day I went away from the food, and some guy was like, "Where's the food? Bring the food back." And I'm like, "Okay, just, I'll do the food." So today was breakfast. Foods and Luton got two donuts, I think. Um, okay, know, because he, he was uh, he was the best. So that's um, exciting. Yeah, we'll have to figure something else out. I mean I'm running out of stuff. Um, I was gonna try and do buildings, but that doesn't really even make any sense. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> but I'll have to stay off food for a little bit. We'll have to come up with something different now.
1: Yeah. Well you can just you can bat them through us if you want. We you know, we each have uh, kids <laughs> and, and we can we can make sure you're on track. We'll take care of you. All right, uh, but awesome. yeah but yeah no we appreciate it uh, at ESPN Duraco, Uh of course we'll throw the the you know uh, Twitter handle in the in the tweet when we post the episode as well but uh, Mike you know covers the jags for ESPN uh, by far our favorite guest and uh, and we're always super excited when you come on Mike so we really appreciate you taking the time
2: oh that's that's awesome man that, I really appreciate you guys asking me it's a lot of fun I like doing it every year really really do
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, if you guys are on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, We love when you uh, leave us five stars, but also add uh, some fun comments in there as well. You can uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. And again, we are affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.